Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world via our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Well, Jim and I are going to be challenged to fill the airwaves tonight as we just found out that our musical guest is out with the flu. So maybe Jim and I will grab some instruments from the other room, uh, tambo, and and uh, get our music uh, get our music on. What do you think, Jim? No, that's a hard no from Jim. Okay, maybe. Maybe. We're going to be talking about local headlines tonight. Uh, the uh, Fuller trial is set to start tomorrow uh, for the trial of Martise Fuller, the man who allegedly killed Kaylee Juga. And we're going to be talking about that trial. We're going to be talking about uh, the district attorney and the job he's been doing with that. We're also going to talk about some fun but maybe not so interesting stuff going on in downtown Kenosha. No need for seatbelts tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This should be a pretty smooth ride. I'm Ralph Nudie, and we're going to get real. here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP. This is Get Real with Ralph, and you're listening to your hosts, Ralph Nudie and Jim Selovich. Hey, Jim, how's it going? We're going to rock with you since we'd have no one to rock with you today. We are. We're going to rock with you with the music from the top 10 Billboard charts from that, from this week in 1980, 30 years ago today. 30 years ago today, top 10 charts. And this here is a little, little Michael, huh? This takes me back to high school, my friend. High school dances. I Off can see wall. that all the bright colored lights on the floor swirling around. Yeah, the, the old Bradford, at the old Bradford High School. I'll bet you used to couple skate to this at Reds Roller. I'm, I, I was not born to have wheels under my feet. Let me tell you that one right now. I was, I, I was a pretty good athlete in my day, but I could not get on a pair of roller skates. Forget it. Reds Roller Inc. was probably my favorite destination from about the fifth grade to about the eighth grade. Yeah. Then, then ninth grade happened, and long hair and cigarettes took over, and we were too cool for those wheels. You know all that. We wanted a different kind of wheels than the kind you drive. That's, uh, we had people with long hair and cigarettes skating at the same time. Oh, well, Mike Granger. 
that's uh, that's a story for the ages. So my so how, so you uh you took the fam out last night, huh? I well I took just uh, Gabriel and Ava, my my okay. uh, my my two um, middle kids mm-hmm. out, and we went and saw Little Shop of Horrors, which is my third time seeing it because it's so good, but. Uh, Evangeline, having been in Miracle mm-hmm. with Haley, really wanted sure. to see her in it. And oh, she's amazing in it. She is really oh, good. Oh, they're at all it. amazing. In it, fact, if you tuned in last week, folks, we had um, Red Seymour and Audrey. We did. And not Audrey, too, though. We did not have Audrey, no. too, here. And Rob, the guy that does Audrey, too, is voice, Robbie. Wow. Oh, Robbie, Robbie Shaw, he's great. What a he's voice. Great. Yeah, he does. He seems pretty well known here, huh? Uh, people know him. People know Well, Robbie lets people know who he is. Let's just put it that way. I had never met him or come across yeah, him. Yeah, I've done before, a lot of work with him at Sixth Street Theater. He really? comes up to Kenosha now and then too. Uh, he's, he's a Racine guy. Very outgoing, very cool guy. I met him. He's met him very at the outgoing. Show. Yep, yep. We did uh Rudolph's Pissed Off Reindeer. He was uh he was in that as well. Was he really? Yeah. The second time we did it. We did it three times at Rorty. Three I, times. I would like to bring that back again. Well, that sounds like it could be a fun show. And I think I think because uh, we've been talking and John Perry and I talked about this. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were talking about, uh, he said, well, won't you, you know, write a play or something and, and that all the people at the radio station can be a part of. And I thought, I got one written already, but I, I didn't write. My friend wrote it. He wrote off the pissed off reindeer. I think that would be great to do. That could be a hell of a fun thing. Yeah. Could you see Dan in it? Dan. <laughs> How about Lou? What part would Lou play? Lou, Lou's going to play, uh, uh, let's see, there's one person who was one uh which is it? The Abominable Snowman? Whatever. What's his name? From, uh, what do they call him? Well, he doesn't have any lines, so I, it, think, it, I think that's what we'd give him. Okay, well, that would work. Yeah. Well, he's got to say something. No. So <laughs> I actually sat with Lou on Saturday night. Uh, Sarah and I went to the Kenosha Comedy okay. Club. And uh, you're funny. And, uh, you know, his, his antics and his humor can be kind of funny. And we were sitting around a, a whole bunch of people that we had neither of us knew. Mm-hmm. And he shows off his red sweater and he explained that it was a white sweater, but he had cut himself shaving earlier that day and, and that oh, sort of thing. He's, he's something else. He's got his he's got his dad jokes. They're pretty. They're they can be funny. He was oh, definitely yeah, no, entertaining the people yeah, around yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had a comedian named Dwayne Kennedy mm-hmm. from Chicago, and this guy was hilarious. Oh, he has some really good uh, comics in there. Oh my goodness, I I. I think my side just about split open. And uh, after that, we headed down over to Sazzy B, and they had a little uh, jazz trio playing oh, there for a uh, for a little nightcap and a dessert because mm-hmm. it was Valentine's Day. Oh. But, uh, you know, we, we don't do the big dinner thing on Valentine's Day like everybody else does because we go out to dinner, nice dinners, often mm-hmm. enough, and nothing ruins a good dinner like it being Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve. Yeah, I see that. You, you always seem to get the worst service, the most limited uh, menu Choices possible, mm-hmm. the highest bill, and a lot of a lot of irritated people around here. Just it's like amateur night for for dining out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I consider it. So yeah. uh, we, Valentine's Day, I uh, I did laundry. You did laundry. I did laundry. Wow, that's uh, and I was probably in bed by eleven. That's like a little self love there. Not just doing getting that laundry done. Not just getting that getting it taken care of. Oh, I'm single. I mean, it's, it's it is what it is. So you serenaded yourself with blister in the sun? No, I did not. No, no, I did not. <laughs> I forgot what I did. But yeah, yeah it's uh, you know, it's I, a, I watched Monty Python's Flying Circus. What else I, I did see that you had posted that on Facebook, yeah. and I haven't watched Monty Python in years. And I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. I posted every year. Happy consumer driven and trivial interpretation of Love Day. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. classic. It's classic. 
Yeah, so I, I you know, I, I try to get the whole love thing right 364 mm-hmm. days of the year, and 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 I wore, I, I went to work on that. You know, it was a Friday. I wore all black. Were you mourning the mourning a loss? No, not at all. Mourning the loss of love. The loss of love. No, not at all. I just, you know, I'm making my statements. Well, sure. Everybody's got to make theirs. Right. So and then uh, Saturday night, uh, what'd you do Saturday night? So Saturday night, so we took the kids to, to see, see the kids to, to see to see Little Shop. Yeah. Little Shop. The night before, we took all of our kids uh, together to uh, La Fogata for some Mexican food Ooh. before, and then got the babysitter and then went out. Yeah, there you go. That way, the kids feel included in, sure. in, in the whole thing. Sure, absolutely, well. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our lives couldn't be no more, no different. Nothing <laughs> no, says no love to your kids like taking them out for some good Mexican. There you go. Then just leave them home. And then, then you can take then them just home. Just leave them home and just have, have your babysitter deal with their. Little popcorn, little, exactly, a little serenading, a little movie, and, and, and they're happy as can be. Yeah, I ended up, um, I was going to see a movie this weekend, but I didn't. I went and saw, uh, I went to Creative Space yep. uh, last night. Yep. Uh, saw our good buddies, uh, Francisco and, and Steve Hawkins. And, sure. And uh, David Kirby, our own resident uh, Elvis. Elvis. Thank um, you very much. Fantastic. This absolutely. And we got to have Dave and Lori on here sometime. Absolutely. And just have them talk about their experience doing yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. There's so much fun. Yeah, he's been doing it. We talked about it. He's been doing it 23 years. He's been doing Elvis. That's almost longer than Elvis has been Elvis. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty darn, pretty darn close. <laughs> that's, uh, when, you, when you've done Elvis longer than mm-hmm. Elvis, you know that, right. uh, you, you know, you've had a successful right. career. I ended up at 58 below to uh, see the usual, sus- the unusual suspects. Now, who is, who's that? Unusual suspects are probably one of better. Uh, cover bands, rock. I mean, all types of rock. Um, they played uh, some really, really great music, and they played very, very well. Very good musicianship, and they sound really good. Well, we had some musical guests lined up for tonight, and we had we, we had the booking manager and the artist, and they both they both have the flu. Hopefully, they weren't yeah, swapping flu. spit or anything to both I, get the same. I don't know. I, I don't judge. <laughs> I don't judge if that's uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, if that's their thing, you know, that's, well, like, that's the way they pray. Them, that's cool, that. but they're both out with the flu, so in all all joking aside, we wish them well so that they can get better and come on the program. We can play some uh, local music. How about that next hour, play a couple tunes. That's the way we get a break, too. And We definitely need and to. So uh, they don't hear us drone on about our incredibly boring, boring weekends. Before boring weekends. And what, what I did today, I did nothing. It wasn't that boring. No. But breaking right back to Little Shop one last time. Yes. They had the... Entire cast from the last time they did the yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. With, which was, was that 2007? It was 2008. 2008. Because I remember I was up for a role in that Mushnik, but um, I couldn't do it because uh, my niece was getting married. What was interesting is seeing the current cast yeah. alongside a cast from 12, yeah. 13 yeah. years ago, and you realize that uh, time yeah. time is... is Unkind to all of us, and I don't. <laughs> I don't mean that anybody looked bad because everybody looked good for their age. Oh, they look fantastic! But when they're standing up there alongside the people playing the cast members now, they look like they could be fa- like like mother and son well, or father they, and son you, almost. They pretty you know. much could have been, yeah. As far as you know, with the Seymour and for the, sure, and the casting, of course, they casted a really really young Seymour this time. I'm a very young Seymour, and uh, Joe uh, and Joe is just amazing. Joe Cardamone. He yeah. played Seymour. You know, yep. he, he played a younger Seymour. You know, he played younger under his his age. He sure quite did. a bit. He sure did. You know? Yeah. So he was I mean, he was he was playing under his age a good ten years plus right. th- twelve years have gone by. Mm-hmm. So you see him standing next to each other now, and it was it was it was a, it was a cool moment though. Yeah, was, and you could tell they all really loved the show. The people that and, had and, done it before and, and, and the Mushniks, which yep. you know, Mr. Churchill is pretty pretty big guy. Yeah, and uh, 
And a good buddy, uh, Tom Amaker, who played uh, Mushnik uh, years ago, is, is a short guy. So that was that, that must have been a really funny picture. Yeah, I saw them next to each other. And I, t- I tell you what, I really I have, haven't seen Ralph Churchill do anything before, mm-hmm. but he is just the perfect honorary business owner. On yeah. I, I could see yeah. him in a lot of different roles sure. after seeing sure. that. That guy should be auditioning for more parts. Yeah, he really should. He's a busy guy, you know, because he uh, does the uh, what, Great America. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's a busy guy. So uh, I think he's more behind the scenes type of guy nowadays. But uh, yeah, he can step up as as a lot of directors and producers can. You it, know, it may it, have been one of the best shows they've done to date. I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. one of the best. It may, may have been the best, well, but there's a, it, some other very good shows you, as well. You know, it's it's very good that there's uh, some type of uh, continuity within. You know, the shows. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say, you know, this or that about the shows here and there, but in past seasons, you know, you got to admit it. And, you know, people, you know. You're always going to have, no matter who you're going to have a few bombs here I don't want to call it a stinker, but, you know, it it just, the maybe the premise of it or, or whatever it's all about just didn't, didn't appeal to people. Right. I mean, and that goes right. to... Picking the right place. It does go to it goes right goes place. to big, you know what you know you be doing. I mean, there's different theaters do different ways. Like Sixth Street Theater does stuff that are really on edge, right? Something you know, which so, that's normally a smaller venue thing right, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You're right. That's the next thing I was going to say. You know, you, I mean, you, you want a 25 to 30 seat venue if you're going to do really edgy stuff. Even if you go into downtown Chicago, right? Their experimental theaters yeah. are all really you small. Go to, you go to the off 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 Broadway ones in New York too. There's 50 seats. Yeah, and, and they do crazy theaters. stuff. Yeah, they do just do off-the-wall type of things. And and, and we're seeing there, I mean, you know, if you want to do anything big, you go to RTG. Right. So, you know, that's why they always have the big productions there, which is an amazing place to see. It is. A show. Holy man. So now we've got you coming up with a Death of a Streetcar Named Virginia Woolf, a parody. That's, did I say it right? You said it exactly right. I finally got it right. Exactly right. Every it time I go to say it. took me a long it, time, too. I'll bet it did. It, it did. It's, I almost feel like the name is so confusing that you're really going to have to push it because people are going to go, who, what? Yeah. This Death of a Streetcar. That's it. That's the name. Death of a Streetcar. But so is this like the naked gun of of stage plays? They just make fun of everything. I mean, you know, what what does parody mean? Well, naked guns are all parodies, so it's all parodies. It's kind of absurd. Yeah, absurdness. Yeah, yeah, and that's what this is. This is a parody, as as opposed to a satire. What's a satire? Well, I think a satire is a little more serious than a parody. I think so too. Absolutely, slightly more serious. A satire it has the goal of making a point and it's making fun of something else right where parody has no point parody, parody is off it, the wall it's just it's, can it's, we it's be funny over, it's over to you know i'm playing willie loman i'm playing a different type of willie loman as anybody's ever seen okay i mean i'm a, I'm a total dunce I, I have no idea what the hell's going on half the time how do you do script analysis on a parody or don't you just throw you that out you throw it out you just go with it man you just you know that's what we have to we have, we have to remind ourselves as you know directors actors things as such of, of it's, it is a parody so let's let's go nuts let's just have absolute fun and not have to you have don't have fun, to worry, have about, to worry any about, of that. about well that's not what I've seen of streetcar named desire this not the Stanley Kowalski I mean you could just jump up and yell Stella and, yeah, and, yeah. As, as long as it sounds a little as long as you nail that line it's just some really funny things with him yelling Stella. That happens. I'm just say I'm not going to give it away. It's just it's it's funny. So there there are, I mean there there's even a uh, reference to Glengarry Glen Ross. Um, 
There, is, is it put that coffee down? And we're not going to talk about that. All right. We're not going to talk about that. I just had to ask. That's okay. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, it goes to different types of, of things that they talk about, too. I just, I, want, I just, I can't really explain that because I just, you know, don't want to give anything away. But we open March 6th. Okay. So, folks, if you want to come down to the uh, Rody Center for the Arts, uh, March 6th, 7th, and 8th. And, again, the following week, uh, Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, and Sunday the 15th, 2 o'clock p.m. matinees on uh, Sundays, and then uh, Friday and Saturday nights at 7.30 p.m. So we're really excited about it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, we got rehearsals uh, all week yet. And anybody wants to do any acting, come on down to the roadie. They're having auditions for... Uh, what the name of them? So bad. I should have. Well, I, should, I should know. If you have this, kids, though. if you have kids that are acting, they're going to be doing the Jungle Book next. Yeah, they are. So I can talk about that while you you gather your thoughts on the on the next All Ages or Adults show. But the last uh, children's show they did uh, was Frozen and mm, Frozen they, Junior. Frozen Junior, and they did an amazing job with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited to see what they do with the Jungle Book and. All the all the different board members are kind of swapping around as far as taking directorial responsibilities, so this will be a different director than the last kids show, mm-hmm. and everybody's pitching in, and it's going to be exciting to see what they make out of that. Yeah, and also to say about my show too that I'm in is written by some guys from Second City. Really? Yeah. So it's pretty funny. My uh, I got a hold of my friend at uh, Second City, my friend uh, Joe Janes, and we talked about. Uh, I said, well, you know these guys? These guys? Oh, yeah, I know both those guys. You know, they're really great. And so I try to get to see. It's always good to, if the playwright is in the area to see if they would come to the show. We, yeah. did, we did that years ago when we did uh, A Christmas Twist, written by the illegitimate players out of Chicago. When they, one of the writers came up to one of our shows and partied with us afterwards and hung out and was really happy with it. It's amazing how many people happen across Kenosha. Mm-hmm. And, and it always seems to happen. Uh, Mornings at 7 is the name of this uh, play. Uh, we're looking for four women between the ages of 50 and, 50s to 70s, one woman in her 30s, three men, 50s to 70s, one man, 30 to 40. And they have auditions uh, to, tonight. Tonight? They did. Ah. Well, it's uh, 7 o'clock, and they have auditions tomorrow again at 7 o'clock. Interesting. So it's just a cold read. I mean, if you ever thought about doing some acting or maybe did some acting, we have this uh, gentleman in my play who hasn't acted since high school, and he's coming back to to do it. And that's Stanley Kowalski. And that, the Rody Center for Performing Arts is right downtown Kenosha, easy to find. It's on 55th Street and 56th, 56th Street, sorry, and 6th Avenue yep. uh, next to Slit 56, I guess. That would be the dead giveaway right, that's on 56th Street. Uh, right next to Swedes. And uh, 514... 56th Street. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Now we're going to we're going to change gears here and talk about some other topics and as a matter of fact after we after we come back from the next break which how much time do we have? Uh we can talk, you know, we can touch on something and we can make a phone call yeah. during, during the break. Exactly, exactly. Let's, let's touch on what you want to touch yep. on now. So, uh there's a video that actually went viral in uh that happened in Kenosha over mm-hmm. the last week and every year this time of year downtown Kenosha has their their ice sculptures out there. Uh, which is something that mm-hmm. I, the Downtown Kenosha Bureau does. We're going to talk about that right now, or you want to talk about that after the break? Well, we're gonna. I'm going to give you the setup. You're going to tease? I'm going to give the setup, Okay. and then we're going to go into the call. break. All exactly. Right. All right, I get you. So you've got these beautiful—so mm-hmm. you're ready with that finger on that button, aren't you? 
You're, you're, you're not going to swear. No, the break button, not the swear button. <laughs> I promise I'm not going to swear, Jim. I've never sworn yet, not once on the radio. You've never had to hit the dump button on my account. Now not you have on a couple of guest accounts. Oh, my God, yeah. But That, that new drummer from uh, Would You Kindly. Oh, yeah. Put a potty mouth on him. <laughs> and they're going to be back in a couple weeks to shave my head, by the way. Oh, that's great. And if you haven't seen it on uh, our Facebook page, I am getting my head shaved for St. Baldrick's, so trying to raise some money for childhood cancer. So while we're on that subject, go find it and go donate if you'd like to see me bald because they're actually going to come here and they're going to shave my head right on the air. You'll be able to watch it on GetRealWithRalph.com if you want to see somebody make me look like um, uh, something I can't say on the air by shaving my head. There so you go. So you shave your head, I mean— you don't know what your what your head looks like underneath there, do you? Well, I shaved my head once, and my wife almost divorced me, so hopefully my marriage will survive the second one. Okay. You got big hacks in there or something? Or? I, I've just got an ugly head. I don't give good head. Let's put well, it that yeah, way. Well, here's the deal on that, and we'll just bypass that. Here's a good. Here's the deal on that. All uh, God made few perfect heads and all the rest he put hair on. Absolutely. You know, that's why I, I'm bald and beautiful. Sure. You, you got a nice head, yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. yeah. I got a good head. Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. <laughs> I tried to I tried to give that to you last time, but you, no, you right. skipped right past it. That's all right. It. That's what I do. Uh, it's 831, folks, on a Sunday evening. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph with Ralph Nudie. My name is Jim Selovich, and we are here another Sunday. We are. We made it. And uh, getting real means sometimes when uh, you have a uh, interruption with guessing, you got to wing it. This is what mm-hmm. you get. You get you get us winging it. And we're the king of wing. Like that, king, king of, and wing. The king of wing. You're the it's, left it's wing all, or the it's right all, wing. It's all improv, man. It is all improv. It's it's just, you know, just ad lib, and sometimes you get nothing, like that. Like that. Yeah, like just like, like that. Like that. So we're going to talk about these beautiful ice sculptures. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how the city got hacked off over somebody being unkind to one of those ice sculptures and how negative information seems to spread faster than positive information on the Internet because we had a video that went viral. And when we come back from uh, the break, we're going to talk about the owners of the establishment where the, uh, where, where the ice sculpture was, was vandalized. Mm-hmm. Back on the air, AM 1050 WLIP, or streaming live at Get Real with Ralph. This is your host, Ralph Nudie, in at Get Real with Ralph, along with my co-host, Jim Selovich. That's me. And uh, we're going to talk about good news versus bad news. Does negativity spread quicker than positivity? Over the weekend, a video got posted by a local restaurant. The coffee pot, and we're going to have the uh, the owners of the coffee pot, uh, Janice and Julian, in a minute. And it, the video footage shows a couple of guys walking down the street late night, probably had a few drinks, and uh, there was an, they were seen at a local establishment around the corner. They were seen at a local establishment around the corner, and they're probably a little drunk. And 
acting as young drunk boys often do. They walked past and saw a uh, ice sculpture in front, mm-hmm. and one of them decided to just reach his hand back and and tip it in a very um, Bugs Bunny esque fashion. And uh, they they walked as it, it fell and cracked behind them, and they laughed. And I'm sure that a lot of us in in our youth have done similar mm-hmm. silly things. Right. I don't think that it should bar him from nomination to the Supreme Court or anything like that. Uh, but it bears mention that this video has gotten 90,000 views. Yeah. 90,000. Mm-hmm. So I brought the owners of the restaurant on here to, to talk about it and talk about the resolution because the situation was resolved. So uh, with that, I'm going to bring them on. Janice and Julie, you guys are on the air. Welcome to the program. Hi, guys. Howdy, howdy. Hello. So, so that was some really uh, great footage, really. I mean, so clear and, I mean... It caught red-handed. Yeah, first of all, what kind of <laughs> camera is that that you have out there? I need one of those. I don't know. It's a good one, I guess. <laughs> I guess it is. So, uh, note to uh, burglars everywhere, don't go to the coffee pot to... Uh, uh, well, you go to the coffee pot, but go after you did your burglary to have breakfast. Don't go there to burglarize. <laughs> so so you can log... So, but there are, there are cameras everywhere. With People have the doorbell things, and mm-hmm. there's so many cameras. There are, there are, and everybody, you know, everybody's ring doorbells on their porches. Mm-hmm. We had a police officer stop by our house a couple of days ago because he wanted to know if we might have had footage uh, for some vandalism that happened in our neighborhood. So the world has changed, yeah. and there's, yeah. there's, there's cameras everywhere. So you took this and you posted it up. Did you expect to have 80,000 views in that short of a time? No, I didn't. I didn't, but it started to get a lot of activity right away, and... Um, yeah, it it got a lot of activity, mm-hmm. and it got the attention of those two guys. Yeah, it it it, it sure did, and mm-hmm. it got the attention of the community around them. There was a mm-hmm. uh, there was a program on Netflix uh, that I watched that came out last year, a documentary called "Don't F with Cats," mm-hmm. and it was about this online posse that basically nabbed a serial killer because he he committed an atrocity against uh, some kittens online and. And posted it, and I would say that this is definitely not that. This is a far less egregious. No. This is a couple of guys getting drunk and knocking over an ice sculpture, so they didn't really hurt anybody. But what amazes me is whenever anybody does something negative, the world wants to jump all over and talk about what horrible, loathsome human beings they are. And in this yeah. case here, the guys noticed that they were noticed, and what did they do? Well, I first got a message from the guy who didn't tip the statue and he he basically sent me a message and said he talked to his friend and his friend's going to call and he's not going to tell me his name that mm-hmm. he'll leave it on his friend to do the right thing and then the friend did call and we talked a little bit and he was incredibly remorseful mm-hmm. and embarrassed humiliated and sure. he apologized you know now, and, yeah, yeah, has there been other ice sculptures? I'm, I'm thinking that has been uh, damaged in the past. I know that this year Ashlings was broken. Right. I heard that, but I don't think it's related at all. Right, right. I took a picture of my kids next to the uh, the ice sculpture of Olaf, which was next to um, Why Not, which was there, there was mm-hmm. a lot of, as an aside, a lot of very uh, cute ice sculptures this year. So uh, sure. it was pretty cool. But yours was really cool with that big uh, mug on it, and it said lunch, and it looked like the uh, the signature coffee pot that's that's on the uh, t- on the front of your building. So uh, mm-hmm. it was it, it was just so strange to see this thing 
uh, go viral the way it did. Uh, but the guy, yeah. the guy did finally it's, call and apologize himself. You said, and he did. And then from there, you told him to. He offered to pay for it, and I said no. It's okay. You don't have to pay for it. And he said, no, I want to pay for it. And I said, well, how about you make a donation to the Shalom Center? And that way we can take something that's not so good and make it better. I think there's a song like that. <laughs> there <laughs> now, is. Now there, there should is. be one. <laughs> the coffee pot song. Um, so, you know, so he did make good. I mean, you know, I'm sure he was very embarrassed. And we, we've all done stupid stuff. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if we had cameras back when we were younger, the different things that we did, you know? Right. I mean, you know, we do certain things happen, you know, I, I don't think it was malicious. I think it was just, I don't know, wants, he wants to be a rock star. These people live well, like you, these, these punk punk rock star lives. You are, can see it in the video. The guy's just being a goofball. Yeah, he just reached over right, and just for sure. pulled it. You know, he, he kind of taps it and lets it fall over slowly. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, when I had my, my real estate office downtown, and that was in the same building as Anytime Fitness, mm-hmm. uh, and we were managing the building for the owners, uh, a guy walked by and just decided to break a window one night because yeah. he was angry. And his friend talked him into calling us and paying for the window. Mm-hmm. So people do dumb things and then turn around and, and, and do the right thing. But why do you think it is that negativity attracts so much attention as opposed to positive things uh, when, when you put it on the internet? Because this has had, what, over 90,000 views now? Yeah. I I don't know the answer to that. I do think to myself that, you know, this, from a sociological standpoint, mm-hmm. this is, this says something. I don't know what it is exactly. You know, people... And the comment, the, the, the comments. Like I mean, that. these guys are practically having death threats over an ice sculpture. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating I, a little, but you, some of the stuff people are saying, like they want to take them and 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 do to them what he did to the ice sculpture. I'm like, it's. I understand it had a monetary value mm-hmm. and it had an artistic value, but it's a piece of ice. And I think it's very cool that the two of you have this in such perspective. That and and I've been a customer of yours for a long time you've been a supporter of of our music festival and doing positive things and i've I've come to know the both of you and and Mm -hmm. the fact that you always find a way to look at things positively is i think one of the reasons why you have such a successful business (laughs) beats the alternative (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's it's, it's a big loyalty thing uh with with the coffee pot uh you know you see me in there a lot i'm there a lot and yes. and I really do enjoy, I love your staff, by the way. They're just absolutely amazing and fun. They're awesome. They're so much fun. And I think it's a loyalty thing, too, uh, that's being so popular of a place that people want to go to your defense. And right. everybody's sharing it. People showing different different angles from different cameras and, and different things. I mean, uh, that I think that has a lot to do with the fact, I mean, say if you were a place that nobody really likes to go to or something. I mean, you know, maybe we're not that much attention, but you should. But I think uh, the loyalty thing is, is a big thing that you got there, girls. And, yeah, and it's deserving. People came to our defense. Absolutely. Well, you do yeah. good things for the community all the time. Both of you, you're very involved as a business. You're very involved as individuals. You have a great business. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a testament to that, that that many people came to your defense that that the person who did it even called and apologized and offered to make Mm -hmm. it right. And I think it's a I I think at the end of the day, it ends up being a good story, not a bad story. Absolutely. 
I think so too, definitely. And on Facebook, I added that little button for the Shalom Center, and they've gotten some donations. There it is. There it is. It's all good. All is well. I think it's going to make a lot of these drunks think differently. You know what I mean? You're, about, you're giving drunks way too much credit, Jim. Until they're drunk. Until, until they're, they're drunk. Until they're drunk, exactly. Uh, it can't be a happy drunk like me. Really, I'm a happy drunk. There's a reason I'm they a, call I'm a happy it, drunk. There's a reason they call it beer goggles. And yeah. yeah, how many people have had beer goggles and yet they go out and do it yeah, again? The old saying, so. instant, uh, just add alcohol, right? I mean, you know, that's kind of what's go- what goes on. Hey, yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah, yeah. of alcohol, you have amazing Bloody Marys there. I just want people to know, <laughs> as long as we already have you on the line, we're, we're, yeah, let's, let's we're, we're going to plug you Absolutely. as long as we have you on the line. Absolutely. If you want a good Bloody Mary and you're in that area, go 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 see the coffee bot because uh, the Bloody Marys, if you're, if you're hungover, it'll... Mm-hmm. It'll definitely well, thanks, help here. Yeah, if you've had a rough night tipping ice sculptures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been all out all night, all week, all night, knocking over ice sculptures, and I just need myself a, a drink. Is Julie on the phone? I don't hear Julie talking. No, I, I no. think we must have we, we, we must have lost her. But Did uh, you lose her? yeah, we must have lost. She's her. awfully quiet. <laughs> is she there? Which is not Julie normally. No. <laughs> So she's she's jumping up and down from home, but ladies. So, so so how many how many years now, Janice? Uh, it was fifteen in December. Is it really? And and how long since mm-hmm. you opened the Kenosha room? Oh God, I am three, four. There, you know, I'm I've I, sure. I have yet to sit in there. Really? Yeah. I'm all, really? Oh, you know me, Janice. I mean, every time I come in there, I'm 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 sitting. You're at, at the uh, counter. I'm at the counter all the time. You're at the yeah. counter kind of guy. Yeah. I, I eat alone, so you know. There's a lot of cool pictures over in the Kenosha room, historic to, Kenosha pictures. I'm going to stop by tomorrow for breakfast. Every yeah. time I go to eat in the Kenosha room, the mayor's in there. Really? Yeah. It seems like every time every time I go and I end up in the Kenosha room, it has, happens to be at the same time. And there's always like three or four people in there in, in, in the back. It's like, uh, it's like a um, nice, quiet place probably for him to have his discussions. Oh, it okay. is. It's, you know, compared to the diner side, even mm-hmm. the Kenosha room's kind of quieter yeah sometimes but the food tastes the same it's only it's same, only yeah. five more steps folks and uh and, and good food it is your homemade bread is of course out of sight i feel like this is turning into a 262 eats episode except i'm not eating anything what do you think Jim? that's uh we, we can we can <laughs> arrange something maybe you know i keep i keep asking you girls when you, you always have some great see the thing is i get breakfast there all the time so i'm rarely around for lunch and I see you guys post all your great lunch specials. I think I, I, yeah. think, I think I send you guys deliver. Can we get like a little, uh, little delivery service, a DoorDash or something to, uh, to bring some of that delicious food? Mm, we haven't used that yet. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm, it's a thought. It's a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> and people don't know it's a cash business too. No cards. No cards. Yeah. You guys, that, you guys just never got You a, can write a check. Oh, okay. People still write checks. That's good. Old school. I, I don't think I've carried a checkbook in. Um, I just pay my rent. That's it. My check with a check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll use electronic checks mm-hmm. for that even, and let the I'll let the bank cut the checks. Now, and send well, some people don't know is that you have like a little place upstairs, right? A little bed and breakfast. Um. Yeah, we have the coffee pot in the coffee pot. Yep, in. it's a three bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And so, it's uh, we rent it out nightly. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. Very 
cute up there. If it's not already rented out and people are drunk enough to tip over ice sculptures, will you rent it by the hour? No. Okay, just no, thought no I'd hourly. Ask. No, uh, <laughs> that thing's on a whole different, a whole different two scene. Two night minimum. Two night minimum. Two, two <laughs> night minimum. Oh, well, she, how much yeah. in advance uh, do you, do you have to uh, reserve it, or is it? Uh... You know, we don't advertise it, so it's really just word of mouth, and okay. yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's a, our little, uh, our little. Maybe you, should, maybe you should advertise there. it for the for the DNC uh, thing coming up. Bit, I know. Yeah, huh? Yeah, people are going to be coming from all over the place. Yeah, They're going to have to stay yeah. down. Kenosha. I got friends in Racine already renting out their houses. Really? Yeah. Wow. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Right? Capitalists. How? Capitalism making money on the DNC. That's, that's there, there it is. That's irony. Might as well. Absolutely. And you guys are kind of <laughs> famous, yeah? I mean, you get a lot of press. When anybody yeah. comes to Kenosha, I mean, I remember the guy from Channel 4 was there one time when I was walking up to, you know, the weather guy, the young weather guy, Brian Znansky. He was there, and uh, you guys been on, you've been on national TV too, right? We were when, at the last election, because the state turned from being so um, Blue. majorly Democratic right. to Republican, mm-hmm. so that was big news story, and Wisconsin was a you know, big tipping point. So, yeah, they had... They came inside there like they do the little cafes all over the place so they could talk mm-hmm. to the plain folk, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, plain so, folk. Exactly. So <laughs> it's, it's, cool that they, uh, it's cool that they selected your place to do that. Yeah, it was neat. It was interesting. It's fun to have them. Yeah. And then we had a news crew from Norway because they picked up, because that was CBS, and we had a news crew from Korea. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was kind of all the same story. A news Different. crew from Korea. I would have yeah. loved. I would have loved to have heard the uh, the uh, Korean radio version of the coffee pot. Do coffee pot. Hamni da. Hamni da. Hamni da. Hamni da. Coffee pot. That's what Korean sounds like. A lot of hamni does going on. Hamni does. Well, that's why you were stationed in Korea. Yeah, I spent a year in Korea, and then they 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 would talk on the radio, and it was so monotone and boring, and then it would beep at the half hour, and the the Korean Air Force guys would sit and listen to it. So. It was just kind of burned in my head. And there was a station in Chicago that played almost the exact same thing for a while. Wow. It, it was uh, Korean radio. And I didn't even know that was a thing until I started going to my dry cleaner right here mm-hmm. in the background. And that's how I knew. I mean, you know, Asian people all have very, you know, a lot of similarities in culture, but there's a lot of differences as well. Mm-hmm. And I really love the Korean culture. So when I, when I walked in there and I heard the Korean on the radio and I knew they were Koreans, it was like I instantly had something to, to talk with them about and bond with them about. Because I can say a few things in Korean, like, right. thank you, and where's the bathroom, and can I have a beer? You yeah. know, the, the, the important stuff. Yeah, How do you say, can I have a beer? Mikchul hana jushipshio. That's one beer, please. Ah. <laughs> Or, but normally it was two, so it's Mikjutul Jushipshio. That one, we went on two beers, please. And I could ask where the bathroom was. So you guys can actually like play that back and listen and, and, and know that it's accurate. I'm not making that up. But the rest of it, that was just some made up Korean stuff I was doing before. What's the special, <laughs> what's the special tomorrow, Janice? Oh, you know what? You guys always show those delicious specials. On Probably Facebook. Meatloaf Monday tomorrow, I Ooh. think. Yeah. Might, I might have to stop in for lunch. I'm off of work tomorrow. My so. son's supposed to come see me for lunch. If he shows up, I'm going to bring him over there for Meatloaf Monday. There you go. Just some comfort food. You know, my kids are at that age where you, like, bump into your kid at a gas station. Like, what are you doing here? 
And that is literally <laughs> what happened to me today with my with my 20 year old as I was on my way to my office to do show prep. And, uh, you know, life just oh, yeah. gets busy. Yeah. And my, my oldest, who is he never responds to tech mes- text messages anymore, typical millennial. And I texted him about four days ago and he finally texted me back today and he texts me in Air Force uniform from when I was in the Air Force. And he said, I found this in an antique store today and thought of you. Oh. Which I texted back, so you're saying I'm an antique. That's right. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Which was a conversation starter, and I picked up the phone and called him, and we talked for a little while. He was wandering around Reno with some of his buddies, presumably having a very good time. And we had a short conversation. I hung up, drove into the speedway, walked into the, uh, grabbed a soda, the soda fountain, and bumped into my other son. Wow. I thought today must be the day. So now there it I'll... is. Well, don't you have like 20 children? I only have six. <laughs> I only have six. That sounds like 20 to me. Yeah, well, you know, it's 14 shy. I, there's still time. I mean, I, I think that child-producing uh, ages for men last a lot longer, so there's still time. Yeah, but uh, oh, I, yeah. I don't see it I happening. think you have to have that conversation with Sarah, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a conversation. Yeah, I, don't see I mean, it would have to be like a polygamy sort of thing, and I don't see her going for that. No, so. ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen, Because <laughs> she's done. For sure. And uh, so, yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. All right. But there's still time. You never know. So let's give the address for uh, let's give the address for the coffee pot. What's your address there? 4914 7th Avenue. 4914 7th Avenue, folks. And, and, you're, and okay. go to their go to their Facebook page. That's mm-hmm. Facebook.com forward slash. And it's uh, just look for the coffee pot on, on Facebook because it's the dash coffee pot or something like that. But right. go to or you can go to uh, go to our page. And I, I posted the link to the uh, here's what happened to our ice sculpture post. Mm-hmm. And uh, give it a like anyway. and Give it a share. It already has 90,000. Mm-hmm. Might as well see if you can get this thing go viral. That's that's. Uh, you know, that's 100,000 people that probably never heard of the coffee pot before. Think about that. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. So go comment on it and go go hashtag. Well, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just glad it's, it's, it's a happy ending, really. It is a happy it, it, ending. It's a very happy ending to this yeah. to this situation that happened. Um, Definitely. It, it really is. And, and, uh, and, you know, for a stupid thing the guy did, I have to give him credit that he did – you know, fess up. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Wherever you are, and we're not going to call you out on the no, radio and no, call no, your name because we don't. We actually think you're just a, a normal guy that did a dumb thing, and then you called and made it right. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, we give yeah. you credit yeah. for that. He did the right thing. He, he did the right thing, and uh, mm-hmm. and well, if there wasn't any video, would he have? I don't know. I'm just saying. We don't know. Just saying. We don't know. But, we don't know. But we live we in a. We li- but we live. Watching. We're living in a video world, and yeah, that's, that's what it is. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Janice, I will be by tomorrow, so I may have someone at Meatloaf Monday. Hopefully, it's Meatloaf. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll double check before I leave the house, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what's happening. You have some of that delicious Torque coffee too. Sounds good. It's yeah. good to talk to you guys. Always, ladies Cheryl. and gentlemen, Janice Barnhill from the Coffee Pot Downtown Kenosha. Go watch the uh, ice sculpture uh, video that went viral, and more importantly, mm-hmm. go there and have some breakfast or lunch because the food is absolutely. And give phenomenal. to the Shalom Center. And give to the Shalom Center. Uh, thanks, Janice. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. You Bye-bye. too. Uh, coming up on top of the hour here, just a few minutes left. We are, and uh, then after we come back from the break, we'll uh, we'll talk about the trial. Uh, yeah, we'll talk we, about we, the... we didn't get a chance to no, do which it is in, fine. in the first got... segment, which is fantastic. Yeah, we got plenty of time. We do, and uh, yeah, that's that. I I can't believe this video still got ninety thousand views. That's crazy. 
I would love to have a video of mine get 90,000 mm -hmm. views. How do you do that? Knock over an Ipe sculpture and become a social pariah. It, I think that's, that's how, we, that's how it's... Uh... It is really funny. I mean, I, I, I've had Tristan on my show before, mm -hmm. Tristan Jess, who had one video go viral with him making yeah, his that, yeah. basketball teacher wipe out, and yeah. he's turned it into a... He's turned it into an industry for himself. Oh, good for him. So it, it, it's crazy how you can have one thing go viral, and the next thing you know, you've got a lot of eyeballs on you, and uh, you can make some serious hay while the sun's shining. Mm -hmm. And it, it's where that this guy who initially did something silly may have given the coffee pot their viral moment. So well, everything happens for a reason. Now, don't go out there and knock over more ice sculptures <laughs> on camera. We're trying to help you go viral, <laughs> I'm dude. I run my business. My business is down. Let's go knock over an ice sculpture. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're in the you're in the precinct. You're out, you're handcuffed. You're sitting there, and and the detective walks in. Why'd you do it, son? We we got you on video. Why'd you do it? Because my business is bad. I got nobody walking in. The Someone's door. gonna go Jussie Smollett their own place and put a bunch of <laughs> yeah. They're gonna they're gonna blame it on somebody else and then start vandalizing their own oh, ice sculpture. Jesse Smollett. Jussie. Oh, it's Jussie. Jussie. Yeah, not Jesse. It's Jussie. You think they're gonna make a new song called Jussie's Girl? That could be a that could be a great parody. That could be it, man. All right, and we are going into the break with some Bee Gees sounds like. Oh, close, me. Andy Gibb. It's Andy Gibb by himself. From Desiree. Right, I'm starting to see a common theme here because everybody that you've played so far is no longer with us. Is that is that your intention? That could be. All right, you'll find out every top of the hour. Sounds good. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph and Jim, and we'll be back after the break. Back here in the studio, Get Real with Ralph, with your hosts tonight, Ralph Nudie and Jim Selovich at the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Soon moving to Gurney, Illinois, right, Jim? That's what I'm hearing. And uh, that date's going to be announced in the very near future, but that studio's looking pretty. Looks nice. I uh, took a walk past it last week just to check it out, and... Mm -hmm. uh, Pretty excited. We're going to have a little more space to work with, I think. God, hope so. And uh, it'll be even more accommodating for our musical guests that we normally have in the uh, It's going to be more accommodating for our health as well. Yeah. Why is that? Come on, man. <laughs> Look at the place you're in here. Well, it is a little a little dated, but we've, we, we've managed to get by with this. Time. I've been here on and off for 36 years. Oh, Wow, that is a long time to be it on the radio. a long time. Oh, 
Couldn't have done that any better, Jim. So that's, that's 36 years of experience right there, my friend. So this is all the charts from this week in 1980, and none of these uh, artists are with us. The first ones that aren't. I'll, I'll play something that they're still around. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna drop in some local music that has been previously recorded by Kenosha artists in the second segment because we normally feature yeah. a singular logo yeah, artist. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, so get in, some of that lined up and ready to go. In in the spirit of doing that, we'll uh, we'll put some stuff out there and uh, discuss it along the way. But we're going to switch gears right now to a, a a more serious topic. We normally cover the serious topic in in, in the first hour, but uh, the trial of Martise mm. Fuller is set to begin tomorrow. The jury uh, was chosen on Friday. And it looks like it's moving forward after a failed attempt at a change of venue by the defense attorneys. And uh, first of all, I want to discuss the change of venue and whether or not it was the the right choice to not give the change of venue. Uh, change of venues are normally granted in in a trial that has a such a significance that is so pervasive in a community that nobody can have an objective opinion. Uh, or give a objective verdict as to what happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, the judge did not think that this case met the threshold of doing that, so she denied that change of venue because trials are supposed to happen uh, traditionally in, in the community where, where the crime occurred by, by a jury of the, uh, the accused peers. And I, I think it was the right decision in this particular case. Uh, this wasn't a trial of complete national significance where you couldn't turn on a radio or television or pick up a newspaper and not hear about it. And in this day and age with social media the way that it is, I think that change of venues are probably a lot less effective. I think so. Than they, than they ever were. Right. right. You're, you're, you're not going to go somewhere and have a jury not uh, know about the case if they don't want to find out. Mm -hmm. And, of course, juries aren't supposed to do that. And right. they're they're supposed to just rely on the facts, but that was that was the question uh, and, in the past. And, and and it's it's been covered by every news outlet in from, the state. From, from, in the state, yeah, so, absolutely. And it has as been, well you know, as had national attention, absolutely, as it well should. Right. Uh, th this is not a crime of passion. No. Nope. This was not a an accident. This was he, not. He was a, landing weight. He waited for. The facts of, of the uh, of the crime aren't really called into question. The facts are as they were. The uh, the accused even admitted to doing it at some point in time, and uh, said that he just felt that he had to do it, and and he committed a brutal home invasion. Oh my god! A home invasion, uh, where where he he killed his uh, ex girlfriend, and uh, and shot her mother. Mm. These are people that are. Members of our community that have been members of our community for, uh, for their entire lives, they're they're involved. Uh, her her father is a a a member of the armed services. Uh, yep. Very involved, engaged young lady who had her whole life in front of her, and and she had it taken away by this monster. When when you hear of how it was done, and I know the first responders. To the house, the tactical team that was there, the first person, the person working on, on, on Kaylee, you know, it's just heartbreaking and it's, it's so horrendous that people, if you knew how she died, you, you, you'd be so much more outraged than you are right now of, of them trying to resuscitate, them 
to work on and, and is feeling helpless as they're doing it and having to call it, you know? That's it's just oh my god I'm almost in tears right now because I I heard from the people who were there yeah, we've yeah you know, it's 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 just a heinous heinous crime it's I, I've talked to some of the police officers who were involved in, mm-hmm. in, in the investigation I've talked to some of the paramedics I have talked to the victim's father at mm-hmm. length mm-hmm. about the, the heartbreak that he has endured uh, having to you know, help nurse's wife back to health and losing his mm. daughter mm. and, and, you know, having, you know, having to try and put his family back together. And what makes this case even more uh, explosive is the amount of visceral anger from people supporting <sighs> the perpetrator. I've never seen this happen it, it, before. Ignorance. It, it was it, absolute ignorance. I talked about it. In fact, I got very angry about it I uh, dur- during football season, and that, that post yep. almost went viral. But the the Fuller family has some has some deep seated hate for people in general. Mm. the The mother of this this monster still uses his name as a Facebook handle and uh, goes and and posts. Obscene, angry things, and swears at people, and and uh, thinks that she's entitled to tell people how it is uh, when it comes to uh, her son's name. I think I think she put on my wall one time that I needed to keep her son's name out of my mouth uh, or something oh. to that effect. And I, I cannot. That's believe, not going to happen. I can no. Martise Fuller is a killer who unfortunately won't get so, the death penalty because we don't have one here. He'll be till, till he's proven he, guilty. Yeah, he's an alleged killer now, but uh, mm-hmm. next week we'll have a different well, conversation exactly. about that. I mean, and I, I cannot believe the boldness of, of the family of the person who did this in the, in this community, and and the the attempt to just inflict more pain on the people of this community, inflict more pain on this oh, family. I think, yeah, take the high road on that. They sh- they yeah, should yeah, take yeah, the high just road. Take the high road, and you know, if if it's maybe part of her process. What she has to deal with losing a child, whatever you know, or I, I don't know. I, I, you know, getting into this whole thing. It I, just, I just know that it's, I just know that it's wrong to go rub so, salt so in the wound. This, so the trial begins. The trial begins this week, okay. uh, and it is, it is it is scheduled for five days. Okay. So if it if it only goes five days, I have mm-hmm. a, I have a commitment from uh, District Attorney Michael Gravely to come in. And uh, not only discuss this, but discuss a myriad of other issues okay. uh, because he is he's also running for reelection uh, on on the on the program. But he wanted mm-hmm. to get through this this trial first sure, uh, so that sure. we could actually discuss it. So if it's over well, this let, week, let, we may possibly have him as a guest okay. next Sunday. Uh, if not, uh, then we are potentially looking at having him uh, one of the upcoming Sundays. But uh, he definitely has. Uh, indicated mm-hmm. an interest in coming in and discussing this well, that's good. with, I mean, with the community yeah. at large. We're just, we're just, you know, let the uh, let the courts take care of things and and uh, be as it may. Yeah, we'll be we'll be covering it and paying mm-hmm. attention as the week goes on, and um, hopefully we'll have some news to report on that uh, next Sunday on the show. And you know, this is one of the more serious topics that we do cover here, and uh, we. You know, we we try to we try to cover things that are going on in the community, good and bad, mm-hmm. and uh, and be real with what's going on here. And th- this is definitely a case that has broken the heart of this community. And we wish the mm-hmm. uh, we wish the family of of Kaylee Juga well this week as they Absolutely. have to endure the facts oh of God. what happened over again, because this is going to be a very difficult yeah, week for them. Yeah, no, knowing uh, other friends who've who've lost, who've had you know 
their child taken away from them and, and seeing what they've gone through. A uh, very good friend of mine uh, had to go through that a couple of years ago, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. I, I still think that we have a culture that, that is in, in our schools that is way, way too permissive of, of violence, of obviously domestic violence in this case. And I hope that when this trial is over that we can, we can address that as an mm-hmm. as issue because uh, this is not the only case uh, where a high school student has killed another high school student in the past couple of years. And uh, there are so many other cases that don't rise to this level, but are indicators that, that things like this could happen. And I hope we find a way as, as a community to take a more serious look at it. It's one of the things that I've been questioning our school board candidates on uh, as I talk to them. And, and I've spoken with a couple of them, including one that's going to be coming on this show uh, in the very near future and one that's already been on the show. So there's that. Um, that is that is about all there is to say about the uh, the Fuller case at this point in time until a verdict is rendered. Oh yeah, until we hear more, until you know we see what uh, see how it progresses. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go to a uh, quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, some lighter hearted stuff. Yeah, uh, and play some music from music. our post, from our past guests. Exactly. So you're listening to Get Real with Ralph. We'll be back right after the break. And we're back. This is Get Real with Ralph and Jim today in the studio. And we are uh, playing the uh, songs t- songs from uh, 1980 in the top 100 billboards. And this is, uh, of course, Led Zeppelin out there in Through the Outdoor. Is that, no, is that the name? Yeah. yeah. This is In Through the Outdoor. Yeah. And the uh, John Bonham being the uh, yes. one member who is no longer yeah. Fool with in, us. Fool in the Rain. I believe all three are still alive, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page and uh, Robert, Robert Plant. Plant. Yep. What's the last time they played together? Because I know they came back and, and did some stuff during they did, Live they, Aid. They did a show together a few years back, uh, Jason Bonham on drums. They had Jason on drums? Yeah. Now, he was playing in Sammy Hagar's band, he too, right? He still is playing with Sammy Hagar. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he is as accomplished of a drummer as his father. Yeah. Sam, Sammy goes through little roundabout type of things, you know, basically drums, drummers for hire type of thing. Sure. We had uh, Kenny Aronoff, of course. Kenny was very big with John Mellencamp for a long time. And then he had uh, Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? He was with him as well for a little bit. Now they're in chicken They're foot. playing again, in right? chicken foot, yeah. Chili Peppers, yeah, yeah, they're 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 playing against yeah. the other with the original lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not original, original, but yeah, and so is uh, Guns and Roses. Yeah, they're, uh, they're coming to Summerfest. They're going to be coming to Summerfest and also Wrigley Field. So yeah. uh, that's that's really exciting. I can't remember the last time they played anywhere around here. I know they started touring again together was, a year ago. I saw them Soldier Field uh, a year ago this past Fourth of July. So gotcha. Years ago. So back on the, on this last yep. latest tour. Yep. But it, it's, drove down to Chicago, great concert. I'm tell you what, man, it was amazing. It's amazing Absolutely how time amazing. and money heals wounds because, you know, 20 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, if you would have talked to either one of them, they would have said it was never going to happen. Well, you know, and, and you got to take a look. People say, oh, yeah, that uh, Axel was the problem. Axel was the problem. Well, yeah, it was a little bit about that, but he was tired of being in a band with a bunch of drug addicts. Sure. You know, heroin addicts who don't show up for right. rehearsals and things. And, and, and he was serious. He, for for the whole bad boy image that, that Axel put on, 
And and this happens a lot with musicians. You have the one who really makes it big ends up not being that. You look at Prince, you look at mm-hmm. Axel, you look at you look at a lot of these these musicians, and they're they're very serious about their business, but they're surrounded mm-hmm. by by a bunch of drunks and drug addicts because it just kind of goes with the territory when you're dealing with creatives. Yep. Yeah, when you're dealing with creatives, uh, they're normally tormented souls, mm-hmm. and tormented souls mask their their torment with with substances. That's just the nature of the beast anytime you're dealing with actors, artists, musicians. And so it's uh, it's a frustrating process right. for the people who aren't that. But thank God they're there because somebody has to, to kind of bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Now, th- there's been a couple of... There've been a couple of local bands that that had those kind of struggles mm-hmm. that would have really made it big had they all been on the same page. I, I really believe that. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Um, it's it's a it's an it's it's the old story, same old story. Different. I mean, there's from all the bands that make it, there's mil- thousands of other bands who who just don't. That kind of made it or didn't make they it. They kind of make it. Could have made it. You know, and you got to talk about the business too. Yeah, the business. I mean, you know, David Geffen once said that uh, this would be a great business if it wasn't for all the artists because he made because he making a ton of money because he had to pay pay them their rights. Right. Remember to begin. I mean, these guys are signing contracts and not even owning their music at the end. Sure, and that you know, and that's crazy business. It is, and that's kind of what. And the the people on the business end, I really believe, felt so entitled because they're dealing with creatives who are hard to nail down. Yeah. If if you look at it in the whole. In the whole grand scheme of things, they figured out these are a bunch of people that weren't going to do anything with their lives anyway, except mm-hmm. be a bunch of gypsies and play music, and we gave them a paycheck for it. Right. And that is the, that is really the thought process, and I'm not saying it's the correct thought process, but that mm-hmm. is the thought process of a lot of people in the music industry on, on the business end of it. And I think that that's moderated. I, I, I think that the internet, the ability to deliver music over so many different mediums, mm-hmm. uh, the the break of the record company's monopoly on what people listen to has created an opportunity where artists don't have to give all of their rights away to some sort of management company or agent just to get popular or, or, or just to get famous. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, the days of pay for play on the radio, long, long gone. I don't see anybody showing up in this radio station uh, trying to, you know, slip me a quick fifty to play their song. But I'm I, gonna give you a an, a forty five with a uh, with a quarter ounce of a pot with it or something or what they used to do. They used to give them the albums, and inside the albums would be like a gram of cocaine or something, you know. <laughs> Back in the good old days of radio. Yeah, you, have you ever watched the show Vinyl oh, with yeah. uh, with absolutely. Ray Romano? Absolutely. I have not been able to like get into it and watch a whole bunch of it because yeah. life is just it's, too busy. It's, it's one of but, those. It's one of those shame that that didn't get picked up again. It is. Yeah, it's because that's one. Of, I you know being a music person, being a radio guy, you know, and knowing a lot about what what the hell has gone on in radio and the music business because you know obviously I'm in it, you know, and I've studied it. And you know, reading the history. I mean, one book I read called "The Hit- Hitmen," uh, about the early days of, of the music business and with the mob being involved in the things. So Tommy James and the Shondells were owned by the mob. I did hear that before. Yeah. I never heard the whole story, but yeah. but that's really a true thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Mob had a big hand in uh, in the record business. It's a big money maker, man. So I it's think legal, we're al- it's a legal money maker. I think we're alone now. Has probably had a whole different meaning to Tommy James. Well, could be. I don't. You know. Hey. Hey, Running you, just as fast as you can. That's right. That's right. You're gonna make this album. You're gonna do this, and we only get the money. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. 
And it's such a it, it, it's so it, it goes so against how a creative's mind works. You know, you, and and that's there was mm-hmm. there was a scene in The Sopranos where they were getting involved in, in in a record, and they wanted to go beat up the musicians because they couldn't make a song for them the way they wanted. Yeah, and and you th- <laughs> you think about the ridiculousness of that that you're going to you're going to bully somebody into writing something good right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't work that way? And you, you think that takes a Neanderthal to think that way in in, in the first place. That's right. But it uh, it, it is reality. Hey, we had uh, the Oscars on last week. Yeah, when we when we have the show going on with the uh, with the cast of Little Shop here, and, and of course Joaquin Phoenix had walked away with Best Actor for his portrayal mm-hmm. of uh, Joker in in the movie of the same name, which was uh, written as an ind- completely independent of the entire Batman saga. Yeah, and I after I saw that he won that award, I thought, all right, it's time to sit down and watch it because I heard all the raving reviews of what a great job he did acting, and. I have to say it is probably one of my favorite movies of the past year for a number of reasons. One of them being it didn't rely nearly as heavily on special effects as I would have expected it to be, thinking it was going to be almost another Marvel flick or another superhero movie or even Suicide Squad, which was about the bad guys, so it wasn't technically a superhero movie. It was still an action film. This was not an action film at all. This was a more psychological type of thing. It was a. It was definitely, I would say, almost on the edge of a psychological thriller, but a, but a drama mm-hmm. about um, really looking at mental illness differently. Right. And the um, w- without giving away the end of the story, the setup is that Joaquin Phoenix is this troubled man who had had a, a history of of mental and emotional problems who's living with his mom, you know, middle-aged guy living with mom, so there's already kind of the weird setup. You know, mm-hmm. they have this unhealthy, weird, close relationship. And he has this condition where um, when he gets nervous or upset mm-hmm. or scared, away too much he laughs. No, that's the beginning. Okay. He laughs. He can't stop laughing when he, when he gets into mm-hmm. this situation. That's the setup in the beginning, and it, it's all about how society views somebody like that and how maybe when society doesn't treat you right, there are some consequences, mm-hmm. and that's that's the setup. And so I'm not going to give any spoilers out, but uh, it is it is now available for rent on Amazon, which okay. is what I did. I, I pulled it up and I and I watched it, and I wish there was a director's cut already available so I could sit and listen to what the director said about it, because uh, being a being a student of the game, mm-hmm. a student of the entertainment industry, which I will be to the day I die, uh, and and thinking about different acting techniques, I. I wanted to grab a notebook and start diagramming this guy's character and what his overall objective and his scene objective were and everything because I just could not believe the performance that Joaquin Phoenix delivered. Mm-hmm. So not an inordinate amount of special effects, uh, not too many actors in it either. I mean, it had a limited-sized mm-hmm. cast of people, and it really focused on his acting. Nice. And so I, I didn't realize that it's, until he won the Academy it's, Award. It, it, yeah, it's so great that a movie can do that well, too, with all the big CGIs. Because there's been a big stink about what Martin Scorsese said about, you heard about this, right? Yeah, I did. You know, and that, you know, it's just not. The only, not the, they're really not making movie. movies anymore. They're making, uh, it's, it's basically comic Disney, books. Yeah, comic books and, 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 and Disney rides. Right. Right to, to which Ricky Gervais said, "How would he know he can't get on the rides?" Yeah, that was yeah, a, that yeah, was that yeah, was, was funny. That, that, that was a funny the moment, but but what Scorsese said, I I thought it's, was a real criticism kind of, of Hollywood. It, it it is it is, and, and uh, 
big stink on that, of course. So people are big fans of of you know the Avengers and and what have you, which I am too. They're all fun to watch. I, I, I really enjoy, it, but it's really not much to it as far but as it's like top forty music. It, it's yeah. all about the technology and the amount of money you can spend it's to like make fl- something it's sound like fluff. good. It's fluff. It's fluff. You, you can be a not great singer and with, with a little bit of auto tune and the right engineers, you can sound fantastic. You can be not that great of, a, of an actor and still have a very entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's refreshing having these local artists in here and playing instrumental music where you have, you have which, to actually which, pick which, up an instrument and play it. Which we're going to get to in a second here. Play, yes. Yeah, we're going to play some music. Or, or being an actor and actually bringing your craft back to the screen right. and, and, and doing something with it. And so when something like that comes up, I, I like to highlight it and talk mm-hmm. about it. And if you haven't seen the movie, this is just, uh, we, you know, we don't do movie reviews every week. Week, but this was definitely one. Uh, you know, you talked about 1917 mm-hmm. last week, which uh, I have yet to get to, oh, and I need to. You're gonna but, love it. But uh, this this was definitely well worth watching, Jim. And mm-hmm. I think that you'll, as an actor, mm-hmm. you really appreciate the work yes. that was put into this mm-hmm. movie by Joaquin Phoenix and what a dynamic actor he really is. And think about all the Academy Awards he's been nominated for and didn't get. Right. You know, he, he played Johnny Cash, Cash and Walked the Line, which I thought at that time was an amazing performance. You know, when he ripped the uh, sink out of the wall? Yeah. He wasn't supposed to do that. Really? That was just him. That just was him. putting his emotion just into it. Just putting his emotion into it. Ripping that sink off the wall. I mean, the director said, just keep rolling. Just, you know, listen, <laughs> you know, here comes Joaquin. Here he comes, man. Yeah. And what's he going to do? What's he going to do? You know, oh, he's ripping this, he's ripping it. He's really losing it. He's definitely, I'm not sure which method he uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know if he uses the method or mm-hmm. if he, or if he's a Chubbuck technique actor. Yeah, or Stanislaus, whatever. Yeah, Stanislaus. He, he's he's one of those mm-hmm. though because he really lives and breathes his character. He talked about experience. He was on a late night talk show. I can't remember which one. Whether it was uh, Jimmy Kimmel or um, um, I'm sorry, who's the Conan? other one? No, no, who's the other one? That looks like Jimmy Kimmel, but isn't him. I don't know. There's two of them. I don't, I don't the other guy. Who's the other guy? Well, you're, you're killing me. Here. The other guy, you know, I'm the guy, the, that guy, that guy that looks like that guy. Now, the, now you're going to drive me crazy. Okay. But he, he was on the late night show and he's talking about experiencing his moments before, and he had lost 50 pounds for the movie. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Okay. Thank you. He was on Fallon, and he lost he had lost 50 pounds for the movie, so he couldn't go out to eat with the cast because he was at his target weight. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how you obsess about a third of a pound, which the only other person that would understand that is a wrestler right. or maybe a model. Mm-hmm. And so he had to stay with, so he didn't, he just stayed to himself and stayed in character Mm -hmm. all the time. And then, uh, then uh, Fallon played a clip of, um, of a moment that he had with the director of cinematographer where they almost had like an argument Mm -hmm. and he wasn't expecting it and he was very embarrassed and off put by it. It was, it was, it was like watching a train wreck, watching him kind of get ambushed with this moment. And I saw in his eyes, he was pissed because he's a very particular guy. Mm -hmm. He's a very peculiar guy. Oh, you think so? One of the most peculiar I've ever seen. He's like in person, he's a great actor, but not necessarily personable to have a conversation with. He's not Mm -hmm. a conversational guy. But he really kind of highlighted how much work and, and what a great actor he is, how much work he put into this yeah. role. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of guys, I mean, a lot, a lot of actors will, if, if they're playing someone who doesn't, you know, they're going play someone who, who's away from everyone else in the movie, you know, who's not, they will live away from them. They won't dine with them. Right. They won't do anything. In fact, when even Animal House. They had, you know, they had the two, you know, they had the two, right, the two different fraternities. They stayed at different places. Really? They did not hang out together at all off screen. Because they didn't want to screw up they that didn't want to chemistry, screw up that chemistry of, of being it. adversarial. Yes. 
Yes. I can see that. Yeah. And the Joker is such a sad, lonely character mm-hmm. that I can see where he would do that. Mm-hmm. And then the other cast members, just just a well put together movie. Yeah. And can't say enough about it. it. If you're thinking it's a superhero movie and you, and you want to shy away from it, and, and you know, you're thinking about scenes. I'm going to date myself now. Cesar Romero, type of Joker. No, no, no. Yeah, even Heath Ledger was amazing, though. Absolutely. He talked a little bit about not watching too much of Heath Ledger Good. or Jack Nicholson, but I felt like what he did paid homage to Heath Ledger in a way. Yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger would have, if Heath Ledger had lived, he. He is probably the other only human being mm-hmm. who could have pulled that part off sure. uh, as deeply as mm-hmm. Joaquin did. And I don't even know if he could have done that. Right. Hey, we're going to take a break. All we're right. We're going to take a break, come back. We're going to play a couple songs. Sounds good. And then uh, yeah, anything else you want to wrap up at all right here? I've got nothing to wrap up. We're going to be all music after this all right. break. All right. And we're back on the air. More songs from 1980. Of course, and that one's a that one's a beauty. This this was a song that introduced me to Tom Petty. It is. When I saw the video, I'm like, who's this cat? You know what's really messed up is you start playing it. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I thought you were playing artists that were no longer with us. Tom Petty's not dead. And then I was like, wait a minute, I, yeah. I, I experienced his death, mourned his death, yeah, and then forgot that he was dead because that's how very much alive Tom Petty still is to me. Yep, he's just. He's part of the American story, especially sure if you're an average, everyday white dude from America. I mean, he's just him, John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. There's certain artists that just kind of have that Americana flavor to them, and he's at the top of that list. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not to mention Mary Jane's Last Dance is like a anthem to me once in a while. Nice. Yeah, this started it for me with me and him. I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute now. Here's some music that, that speaks to me. Absolutely. And that's the thing with, you know, with different genres. It's not my older brother's or my father's music or my uncle's music. That's distinctly it's, yours. It's, 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 that's, what I, that's why I have such a love for U2. I know a lot of people aren't really crazy about U2. Same here. It's distinctly my generation. It's, it's my generation. Yeah. It's, it's something that, that's mine. That one, that one kind of bridges us together because you probably were coming of age during the October boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, which one? Which one was Sunday Bloody Sunday on? That was War. That was War. Right? So those first three albums, and then you got the crossover when they did Joshua Tree, which that was the beginning of my coming of age, right before middle Fire. school. And yeah, Unforgettable yeah. Fire. And then when they did the Rat on Hum live album, and they mm-hmm. went and they played on the rooftop in L.A. right at the begin, right at the launch of the MTV era. You uh, two knew how to take advantage of that. Yeah. And they really did. And then they thought they were taking advantage of the digital age by giving everybody a free album on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> And that backfired. You wouldn't believe the younger people that still all they know about YouTube is they hate them because they stuck them on their iTunes. Yeah. And I blame Apple for that more than I blame YouTube Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Because YouTube said, we'll give this to you for free, which was a very generous, cool thing. But it was Apple that jammed it onto everybody's phone instead of just giving you a free download for it. So mm-hmm. Apple's responsible for making an entire generation of millennials hate one of the greatest rock bands of all time, yeah. which really ticks me off. Yep. But you know what's really great rock is what we've been having in their studio here. 
We've had such good oh stuff here. Oh my god, dude, it's just uh, it's an honor, really, for some of these people when they come in here and, and just be amazed at the music that we've we've had in here being played live. I, I I get amazed every every time. I think I can't be amazed more. I find someone that amazes me again yeah. and in a different way. We've had uh, you know from Betsy A to Ivy Ford to uh, Misbehaving to. Um, the jam band, Earth Mother. Oh my gosh, those yeah, guys are great. Yeah, Berk- yeah. We got Berkeley graduates who decided that Kenosha is where they're going to base their operation yeah, to yeah. become musicians. Yeah, yeah. So when you think about this music scene here and all the, and they all know each other too. Yeah. Which is tells me that it's the start of something because if you look, you look at Hollywood, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're on TV and everybody else thinks of them as big stars, but they're all members of like a, they're like in the same little town together, talking to each other as you know, Jim and Ralph, like like, like you Few and of I. Them, yeah. Few of them. And uh, you have the the Nashville scene, very similar. Mm-hmm. The the Seattle scene when it was up and coming, very similar. A bunch of artists that all knew each other. And once Nirvana made it big, you had Soundgarden, you had Pearl Jam, you had it, they all knew Alice each other. Alice and Chains, yeah. Alice and Ch- they all knew each other. They're mm-hmm. all playing the same clubs. Stone Temple Pilots. They're they're probably they probably were buying their weed from the same dealer. Probably. Uh, they were just you know it was it was a it was a little it was a pocket. And I well, feel there's like, different pockets from different parts of the country every now and then. But Seattle had their moment. Chicago had their moment. They sure did. You know, a lot of, you know, Cheap Trick and Sticks and, you know, and Ario Speedwagon and all that type of stuff going on. Chicago, of course, but they were a little bit older than them. Right. But it was, you know, New York has their pockets. Right. You know, so hopefully it'll come back around to this area and possibly. Well, the last time a small town had a moment like that in uh, music was probably Memphis when Memphis was still small. <laughs> yeah. And it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You think about all the artists that came through Memphis all at once right around that same Elvis mm-hmm. era. Why? Because a couple of guys had the foresight to put some recording studios together and start getting some of these young artists on on, on wax. And that, that's what they did. And then they just got it out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're we're trying to do the modern equivalent of that, getting a lot of these artists here and getting them out to our YouTube channel and, and getting people to mm-hmm. hear them. Mm-hmm. Because if if an artist just puts their own material out on their own channel... Yes, they can get discovered, but if as a as a host here we start putting out all different artists in for all different artists music on the same channel mm-hmm. over and over and over again week in and week out, one thing is going to attract the people's attention in a different way than something else. Hopefully, people will come back and hear the rest of it, and that's that's really a hope of mine that we can help mm-hmm. some people really get the the exposure and the love that they need from the people because they are that talented and they are that hardworking and they're good people. Mm-hmm. All the things that they do for the for their community and for charity. Uh, would you kindly ask me to have my... I, I'm going to get my head shaved on the radio here and uh, because would you kindly ask me to for, for, for a charity? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, they came and played our Songs of Freedom Music Festival and, and all those artists came and they played for free uh, knowing that they were supporting a cause that was important. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's such a cool thing, and I want to see them get theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I really, truly yeah. do. Well, let's play some music. Uh, we had this young lady here last week. We did. Here she is. Oh, this is uh, off her title track off her old album, Harvesting My Roots. Sounds good. Miss Ivy Ford, the band. <laughs> My mama's soul 
Ivy Ford, ladies and gentlemen, harvesting my roots off of the album of the same name. And she is releasing her new album on the 26th of this month, which is her 27th birthday. Mm -hmm. The album is going to be called Club 27, and it is an album where she has all originals that are tributes to the members of the 27 Club, which I thought was a very cool story. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear her tell the story, go to GetRealWithRalph.com, and you can see last week's show where she talks all about it. It's a pretty interesting yeah, story. That is. is. So, so uh, we've got seven minutes left in the show. Uh, is right into another tune? Absolutely. We had this young man in here a couple times, and he's so humble. He's so nice. With the big long hair and the big glasses in his hat. Oh, Michael. Oh, I just, I, 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 the guy's great. I was, uh, last night I was talking to one of his friends uh, that he works with, and we were talking about Michael. Oh, yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, I heard he was on radio with you guys. He is just one of the coolest guys. And uh, on this uh, song here, uh, there's a, an appearance by uh, Miss uh, Georgia Ray. So we're knocking out two birds or one stone on this one. Michael and Georgia together. This is for the two of you for coming on our show. Check it this out. This is called Vultures.
Oh, yeah. Michael and Georgia. Together. And they get their band now, too, you know. The, uh, was it Lizards? Yeah. The, not the Lounge Lizards. She, the... she came up with, yeah, she told us the name when she was here. Oh, man. And uh, they really are a good combination. Yeah. It's, they're, they're both fantastic on their own. But that's that's a combination I hope they stick with and, and, and take that to the next level because it's really good. And they've both been fantastic. They've both on the show. They're also two-time uh, two time visitors. Yes. Both Michael and Georgia and uh, Ivy. So that's three. Who else did we have that were two-time visitors? Uh, well, would you kindly? Would you kindly? Well-known strangers. I think and those Daniel. Are... Daniel. Oh, 3 a.m. Saints? Three. Oh, yeah. Is he two or is he a three-time guest now? He's a two-time. He's a two-time two-time guest. I, his music is so good. I feel like he needs. I feel like he needs a, a band and a recording contract. Well, I know he's working with uh, working on things. Granted, him not too long ago too. Did you? Yeah. He's another one. Just real, real nice guy. Great guy. Very giving uh, mm-hmm. from the heart. Uh, very giving of of telling his story here, which was which was a good one, uh, including how how he came up with the name Three A.M. Saints mm-hmm. and uh, his music. Again, some some of the best music you're hearing. And we uh, had some, you know, so A9 Mojo we're going to have in soon because they just went down to Nashville to record. They did. Yep. And um, I've been talking to those guys, uh, you know, as you know, we're very good Billy, friends. Billy uh, called me. They got their new single coming out. Um, Electric Re- uh, Revolution. Electric Revolution has their their uh, their EP, The Crease, coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which the, the picture was very uh, racy, I guess you could say. Ooh. They uh, when they, when they're talking about the crease, they're talking about oh, okay. uh, gotcha. uh, maybe it maybe the uh, toe of an animal or uh, the 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 gotcha. anatomy of a woman with a tight swimsuit. Do not need to go any further. Well, sure we do. We can we can tease people a little with it, as long as you don't have to hit that dump. If I swear in Korean, do you still have to hit the dump button? We're not going to check. How would that. you know if I swore? I, I don't know. That's Jim's job, everybody. Keep me on the straight and narrow here. I, I, get I, real. We only have one minute left in the show, and the last thing I want to do is have to uh, edit it. Well. Of course not. So, and with that, we uh, who who are we going to sail out with here? Well, you let me guess. You're going to find out. You'll find out in a second. I do not have a screen in front of me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know what he's playing. We got 20 seconds left of the show. Oh, this is not a local band. Okay, it's the Eagles. Got it. Eagles. Glenn Fry. I was uh, listening through the lens of who our guests. Ten were. seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Get Real with Ralph. I'm Ralph Nudie. Good night.